Hey everybody, welcome. This is my first interview. Today I'm here with Rob Myers, who is the director of Elevation, which is an outdoor leadership camp. I've been there several times. He's a super awesome guy. He's been down to Guatemala several times. He's an amazing leader. And oh, here he is. I'll give, have him give a little six second introduction and then we'll start asking questions. So Rob, go ahead. Hey audience, it's good to meet you. My name is Rob. Uh, Sam kind of mentioned some of those details. I've been involved with outdoor recreation in the last or at least for the last probably 20 years of my life and I've really enjoyed it. It has become both my passion, my work, and then of course my choice, my first choice of recreation as well. So, and it's great to meet Sam. I've always enjoyed uh, one, working with him and two, his friendship. So thanks for inviting me, Sam. Yeah. All right. So the first question I wanted to ask you is what does social confidence, the phrase social confidence, what does that mean to you? I think to me it means one, you're independently confident in yourself and going into social environments. Okay. That's cool. the first thing that comes to my mind. I mean, just when you ask the question, but that's where right. I leave it. So where, what would you say is the difference between social confidence and self-confidence? Because they're both, they both, I think, um, tie in together really well. But what would you say is the distinction between them? Hmm. Great question. Um, the distinction between them, self-confidence and social confidence, I would say the main difference would be you can maintain self-confidence within the social setting. And I don't know that you have to have social confidence in a self-induced setting. So in my mind, the one is just the setting and where you're at. One's in a social environment and you still have that confidence within it in yourself. So self-confidence is when you're by yourself and social confidence is essentially self-confidence in a different environment or a different setting. Yeah, that's what I'll go with at first. Awesome. Cool. So what does social confidence and self-confidence, how do those, um, how do those, what is the role that those play in your, in your personal life and your professional life? Yeah, the role that sticks out to me at, in the very beginning is probably teaching. I feel that we're all teachers in one aspect or another, whether we're teaching ourselves. I don't think a lot of people look at themselves as a student and a teacher both because they're trying to learn from themselves. And then of course, teaching others. And whether that be a virtual audience or, you know, an electronic system or whether that be person to person and whatnot. And so in that setting, when I look at how that's important, I sit there and say, well, I should have confidence in my ability to communicate clearly and concisely, um, making sure that I can check for understanding, making sure that I understand the material well to the point where they can dive in deep on a topic so not just understanding it but why it works how it's implemented and so forth so to me um, my practical reasons of why I've used it and when I haven't used it so those are all things that I feel very confident in when I'm usually teaching something uh, when people start talking about theory and philosophy I can say hey I can share what I think um, and then that's a little different than maybe teaching a specific topic on how to do something or when to uh, apply something Hopefully that makes sense to you. Right, that, that was perfect. So, and the only thing I want to I want to ask you about is, so for me personally, I think that self confidence, social confidence is a skill, right? I think you can agree with that. Where it's not something that some people are naturally going to be born with, and some people just won't, right? It's a skill that we're all going to have to develop in order to have, you know, connections and be able to be confident. It's a skill that everyone needs to develop for themselves. So I want to ask you, how do you think that you have been able to? Um, strengthen that skill of self-confidence. I agree with you, Sam. I think it is a skill 
And I, I do think it can be learned as well. Some are blessed with certain levels of it, but all can gain. Um, a good way to increase it would be identifying one that you want to increase it. Two, probably having good conversations just like this. How do I increase it? So you could ask someone for a good assessment. So Sam could then in turn assess my situation and then give me tips on how to possibly improve it. And another thing is, is having your own personal assessment. So if I can sit there and finish something, maybe a presentation or a lecture, whatever it might be, and as I evaluate that, I can self-assess saying, boy, I could have done this better, and also I did this really well. What do I keep? What do I change? Um, I think those would be helpful tools. Um, that's where I'd start. Cool. Self-assessment. That's, that's super cool. Now, now kind of going into your backstory a little bit, I would love to hear your story on self-confidence, how that has a played a role in, in your life when you were younger, maybe. Because I know for me personally, when I was little, I was not a very socially confident person or self-confident. I was super, super shy when I was little, and I hated that. And I always wanted to be making connections with people. And I would watch people making connections and I always felt so left out that I wasn't. So I decided to learn about it and I would practice it and practice it and intentionally try to um, try to strengthen that skill. So what's your story with that? Yeah, I think for me, there were areas that I didn't feel self-confident in. So reading, comprehension, um, maybe math. So like that logical side for a while. And I would capitalize on the areas that I did feel self-confident in. So like athleticism, hardworking and very determined and focused, good with my hands, and able to speak and communicate well. So I could portray my thoughts and then make sure people didn't misunderstand me. As I took the things that I was confident in or had a good skill set in, I sat, I sat there and I thought, how did I get there? in those areas and how did I not get there in those other areas and tried to see where the overlap was so that I could become more confident in areas that I wasn't. At the same time, I also said, how can I then take some of these areas that I'm not confident in and make them physical or logical or use them in communication? And so um, I do think there's an element of work um, because it's right doesn't mean it's easy. So therefore, even though I knew I needed to increase in those areas, I had to work. And so some of those areas were just ones that bombed or didn't succeed very well. And other times it'd be like, oh, that worked really good. And as it continued to work, then yes, I gained momentum. And then the momentum created confidence in some other areas that I didn't have confidence in before. Uh, I think surrounding myself with people that are confident in those areas and then mirroring things that seem natural to me and then studying things that seemed natural to them and seeing what I wanted to apply also helped. Uh, very hands-on that way as opposed to sometimes book knowledge because if reading and comprehension was one of my weaknesses, then I would sit there and say, like, I want to go learn from someone in person then as opposed to just from a book. Um, and as time has come, that was one area where I could sit there and gain confidence in them because I'd be like, yeah, I saw them do this and I can do that. And then they would give me tips and they would usually uh, also compliment me on the things that I was doing well. And then that, of course, um, ingrained confidence within me in the areas. 
Gotcha. That's super cool. So just kind of sum that up. The two main things I, I noticed you t saying was that you would try to translate your confidence in some areas into others. You tried to relate those to the things that you were super confident in and the things you weren't so much so that they were more similar and you're able to kind of translate that confidence over. And the second thing was you would try to be with people that were confident so that they can kind of rub off, rub off on you and you could start to learn specifically from them what they do in confidence situations. Did I get that right? Yeah, right on, man. Good summarization. All right, now switching gears a little bit, I want to talk a little bit about leadership and how self-confidence translates into leadership. So just hearing self-confidence in leadership, what does that make you, or what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I think they're one and the same, you know, in a sense that they, they have overlap and they complement each other. Uh, they are different words. Um, and in my mind, you could say, is a leader self-confident? And is someone individually a self-confident, like is someone who's self-confident then, are they automatically a leader just by, natural, just by naturally being self-confident in who they are? And I think that is both one and the same. So they could be reversible in that sense. So a leader who's self-confident would obviously then be able to present or do what they're doing um, with direction and purpose and focus because they're self-confident. And then someone who's obviously self-confident they're naturally a leader. What I mean by that is, is when you're comfortable in your own skin and you like it, other people are going to see that. And then they too are going to do the same thing. And that is a form of leadership in my mind, whether it's through observation or by example, that's why I think those two are kind of overlapping. Gotcha. Awesome. So now in your, I know you do a lot with um, teaching youth about leadership, right? Mm -hmm. Taught a lot of people and you've been around a lot of youth who are intentionally trying to practice leadership and become better leaders. So what are some things you've seen, um, you've seen some youth do that have helped them become better leaders and more self-confident leaders? Yeah, I would tell them don't focus on the leadership part, focus on being yourself. So in that sense, if being yourself means, hey, normally I would step back and just observe and watch these other people do this aspect of the project or whatever is at hand, great. Because I think observation is a very powerful leadership tool. And then you can bring up points later on about, man, this person did a great job doing this. That's a great way to be a leader and compliment people within your group. I also think being part of yourself, if it was just being maybe a servant leadership kind of concept would be great. I actually like to, uh, to lead from the back and therefore I can let the, someone else be the person who's blazing the trail or orienting a new course or even give them direction. And I can give feedback and I can give maybe promptings to one, share my thoughts and feelings. If I think it's good, the direction we're going in, or we should modify a little bit. And that's a form of leadership where we're allowing self-discovery and exploration to take place, which I think could also be good. So if you can be yourself instead of just trying to focus on being a leader, I think you'll naturally be a leader. Does that make sense, Sam? Yeah. So it's saying when you're, you're saying when you're more self-confident that you're inherently going to attract others in that sense where they're going to feel that you're self-confident and they're going to want to follow you for that, for that reason. Did I get that right? 
Yeah. You know, I'll share with you one example. I just ran into a friend the other day over the weekend and he was sitting there and he's a boss now. And he's like, man, it is so hard to be a boss. And I told him, I was like, well, Ryan, don't be a boss. Just be Ryan. Just be Ryan consistently the whole way through and people will be there. And he just stops and he looks at me and he's like, that's a good idea. Because I was like, <laughs> you know, there's aspects of the responsibility of being an entrepreneur or a boss with payroll and things like that, that you don't have to do. Just be the same person with this new task. And so I would kind of say the same thing in that scenario. Interesting. That, that's super cool. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Now, just to kind of finish off, um, what is one thing that you would tell someone that is, or one specific thing, one specific action that someone, preferably a youth, could do to start increasing their self-confidence? One specific action or specific habit that they can implement in their lives? When you know you're good at something, know that you're good at something. I really like the opening statement that you made. And do you remember it when you were talking about this whole project and everything? Yeah. What was it? That I'm good at something and I want to share it with others. And I think that was two key points. One, you knew it. And now you want to share it with others because others will want you to share it with them because there's a passion and a love behind it. That's the thing I would probably tell people. Exactly that. They use their passion and help inspire others through that passion, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Now, yeah, I want to make a little comment on that too. That's that's a super, super cool thing is that everyone is going to have a different, um, you know, different abilities, different capabilities, right? So everyone's going to have a little bit more expertise in some specific area than another person. So if we're all trying to go for, for example, if we're all trying to go for the same job, there's some people that are going to be better at it than others. So we should take advantage of that instead of complaining that I'm not as good at this as this other person. You could use that for your advantage saying, Hey, I'm going to let them do that because that is their strength. And I'm going to use my strength to also do this so we can help each other using our own strengths instead of having to compete against one another. And I think that was super, super profound that what you mentioned on that. That's super cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Awesome. Now, any, any last thoughts before you wrap up? Um, You know, I think it would be rad to continue to visit this because everybody's going to have different thoughts and different feelings based on where they're at in their current state of life, whether that's education, experiences, financially, relationships, whatever it might be. So, you know, we have this interview now on whatever today is, the 9th of December, right? And then we turn around and we have this interview again on the 9th of December in 2020. I may have totally different answers. And that's based on what has just happened to me or what is getting ready to happen to me. So I think it'd be neat to see how that changes uh, with time. And so what I would tell people is, is remember just because it was one way one time doesn't mean it will always be that way. And you have that power to change it. Awesome. Cool. Thank you for that. All right, now let's wrap up. Thank you so much, Rob, for doing this. Really appreciate it. Um, now, guys, if you have any other questions you'd like me to ask Rob or maybe in a future interview, if he's okay with it, uh, feel free to shoot me an email. Um, you guys have all access to my email. So shoot me an email and with any questions you have for Rob, and then I'll, I'll talk to him about that. Now, this is right now is a Zoom recording, but I'm going to be turning this into a podcast. So you'll be listening to it. But if you'd like access to this, to the actual recording, again, shoot me an email. I will make these accessible to everyone. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you again, Rob, for being here. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next time.